breaching the fault lines of today. Welcome to Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Dr. Zudi Jasser. Welcome back to another episode this week of Reform This on the Blaze Podcast Network. Always great to be with all of you. Thank you for joining me this week. And uh, as we dive into 2022, I talked to you last podcast about whether we were going to get back to normalcy. And sure enough, we saw the Islamists ramping up their rhetoric in Washington. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar pushing forth a legislation on Islamophobia, creating a new position. It almost seemed like, yeah, things uh, uh, were heading back to the same old tired script of radical Islamism, be it in politics or the public place. Well, sure enough, jihad, as I've always told you on this program, is continuing to grow globally, even though we may not have seen it as much during the COVID pandemic. But this weekend, much to the horror again in the Jewish community, is that they were targeted. We saw Congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas, targeted by a radical by the name of Malik Faisal Akram. And apparently a British national who came here two weeks before his act of terror and attack on the Jewish community. Apparently, uh, facts are still coming out as of the time of this broadcast, uh, but what we do know is that he came through JFK two weeks prior and ultimately made his way to Texas and then came on the radar as he supposedly posed as a homeless person to get into the synagogue and then told them he had bombs, he had guns, and that ultimately he wanted his sister to be free. Now, the media misinterpreted that to mean that his sister was Afia Siddiqui, but uh, obviously uh, it turns out he was defining her as most Muslims describe their fellow congregants as brothers and sisters, and uh, this gentleman, this crazed individual who obviously was driven by the Islamist movement to free Afia, uh, was basically uh, uh, taking this innocent, small Jewish community hostage in an effort to try to get political change as a terrorist would do. And President Biden correctly labeled him a terrorist. And yet you look in the media, much of the media did not even want to identify his name. Uh, he was killed uh, during the uh, event. Uh, the four hostages he had were, were released, thank God, without any harm. But clearly their lives were in danger. Clearly he was there to seek ends, militant ends of a militant terrorist. Faisal Akram, his middle name being Faisal, was the subject, 44 years old, and on January 15, 2022, invaded Congregation Beth Israel. FBI and others are still releasing information. We had a letter that was released from his family in Blackburn, UK, just north of Manchester. And uh, they did the typical apology and saying that he was mentally disturbed and that actually they had been called while he had the congregation hostage and they noted that there was nothing they could do to change his mind. And yet, oddly, 
in the letter they said nobody was it's complete and they actually used the term bs that anybody's life was at risk because he let them out not because of the police but he let them out and he wasn't going to hurt anybody and yet on the other side their their letter does say that this was a heinous act of terror etc i'm not sure if they use the word terror but by a mentally deranged individual so it's just a mixed bag of apologetics denials and 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 other aspects now we learn there are two other teens that were arrested in the uk that may have material information we don't know yet uh, but odds are we will find out that he had probably made threats that this was not a, a spontaneous combustion of a jihadi and that ultimately there were those who were in denial and and otherwise as we see typically with Islamism. And I think the most important, when you look at this incident, this terror incident in Colleyville, Texas, the most important point is, look at what's behind the radicalization of this individual. That he flew from Britain to the U.S. to Fort Worth because obviously Siddiqui is being held at a federal facility in Texas. And apparently what has been triggered in the last year. Now, she's been in prison, I, I, I think, since 2010 when her conviction happened, even in prison before that when she was under trial since uh, 05 or 06. And she's also known as Lady Al-Qaeda. I'll get to some of her background in a second. But the Islamist groups have for years been denying her guilt. They've been denying the, the reams of evidence found on her in Afghanistan, with plans and connections to what's believed to be, by marriage, a family member, Khalid Muhammad, the mastermind behind 9-11, worked closely with bin Laden. And then she had plans for chemical attacks in New York and, and other cities in the United States that were found in her possession, and not to mention material support of al-qaeda and otherwise and then when they went to interrogate her she opened fire on the agents that went to apprehend her and i think the the real lesson here the real lesson here is that just like we saw with uh, um the um i mean police killing in in atlanta many years ago connected to the uh, Islamist separatist group, uh, the Black Panthers. And just like we saw with the Tariq Mahana case, an Al-Qaeda case in which Tariq Mahana was convicted of 17 years, so many times the left might grab onto the fact that there was no specific act of terror done, but simply planning, as we saw with Tariq Mahana. They had an editorial in the newspaper saying that this was a thought crime. Is the United States now convicting for thought crimes? And free Tariq, Free Tariq Mahana has become a movement globally. And if you listen to his statements, his courtroom appearances became platforms for him to indict America, to indict the West, to indict our foreign policy, and to advance the movements of Islamist groups all over the world and their ideology to bring back the Islamic State, to bring back the caliphate and other aspects of Islamic and Sharia supremacism. But... Afia Siddiqui is just another one. She is in no way a shrinking violet, a 
neuroscientist that went to Brandeis and ultimately graduated from MIT. And then evidence had revealed that she had been connected to an Al-Qaeda cell in Pakistan as she returned to Pakistan after her graduation, leaving in 2002, I believe. They then went to apprehend her in 2008, and she opened fire. She was then found guilty of a number of counts, and we'll get to those in a second, and is now serving 86 years in a U.S. federal prison. She was recently attacked while in prison uh, and was then put in solitary confinement for her own protection, I believe, uh, but ultimately is in a medical facility in Fort Worth, Texas, which brings us to why this gentleman was in Texas. He's seeking her release. Now, her release has been sought by this now growing global movement that has uh, become uh, much more active in the past year. The Pakistani government also lobbied for it. Imran Khan, the prime minister of Pakistan, again, proving more and more so not to really be an ally of the United States. Remember, I'll remind you, we went to Pakistan to get and apprehend bin Laden without letting the Pakistani government know because ISI and other intelligence services were compromised in their fealty, in their loyalty to al-Qaeda and radical Islamist groups. The Pakistani government lobbied for her release while al-Qaeda and other extremist groups repeatedly demand Siddiqui's release in exchange for hostages. ISIS did it uh, uh, when they were at their peak, saying that they would let James Foley and others released if Afia Siddiqui was released by the United States government. Which then is, I think, one of the main teaching points here is this is not only a a commentary by the Islamists and their far-left red-green alliance on social justice and people inappropriately imprisoned, Afia Siddiqui has become cause celeb for radical Islamist groups, including Al-Qaeda, the Taliban, the Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, and others. So this is not a moderate situation. And we saw demonstrations just a few months ago in November and October with the Islamic Circle of North America, with the Council on American-Islamic Relations out of Houston, and one of their colleagues who they work closely with, a firm that is representing Afia, is the attorney that has started a free Afia website in addition to working with the Afia Foundation. I mean, this has become an unbelievably potent movement that is coalescing Islamist, militant, radical, and non-militant alike in a sense that somehow this lady was inappropriately imprisoned. Never mind all the documents, never mind the weapons fired on our federal agents, never mind the plans for attacks on United States soil and a lot of the connections that she had that were laid out in court and were not refuted by her defense. I'll remind you, on July 18, 2008, a team of U.S. servicemen and law enforcement and others attempted to interview Afia Siddiqui in Ghazni, Afghanistan, where she had been detained by local police the day before. The U.S. interview team included, among others, three officers and employees of the U.S. Army, two officers and employees of the FBI, and interpreters. 
It was to take place in the compound in Ghazni. Sadiqa was being held. She obtained one of the U.S. Army officers' M4 rifle and attempted to fire it and did fire it. And another U.S. Army officer and other members of the U.S. interview team repeatedly stated her intent and desire to kill Americans, which she verbalized. And she's actually also verbalized saying that she'd be proud to be on the FBI's most wanted list. Siddiqui subsequently assaulted one of the FBI agents and one of the U.S. Army officers and then attempted, attempted to subdue her. On the previous day, Siddiqui was detained by Afghan authorities. A number of items were in her possession, including handwritten notes that referred to a mass casualty attack and that listed various locations in the U.S., including Plum Island, the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty, Wall Street, and the Brooklyn Bridge. She had constructions, plans for dirty bombs, and this is a neuroscientist, by the way, trained at MIT, and discussed various ways to attack enemies, including by destroying reconnaissance drones, using underwater bombs, and using gliders. Siddiqui also possessed a computer thumb drive that contained correspondence referring to specific cells, attacks by certain cells, and enemies. Also, documents discussing recruitment and training. She was a 36-year-old Pakistani woman at the time who resided in the U.S. from 1991 until 2002, obtaining degrees, as I said before, from MIT and Brandeis. She returned to the U.S. December 25, 2002 for a week and departed on January 2, 2003. She was charged with one count of attempting to kill U.S. nationals outside the U.S., one count of attempting to kill U.S. state officers and employees, one count of armed assault of United States officers and employees, and one count of using and carrying a firearm during in relation to a crime of violence, and three counts of assault on U.S. state officers and employees. She was convicted, and on February 3, 2010, following a two-week trial in New York City, she was convicted of all charges against her. Now, she was never charged with terrorism-related offenses, as Heavy.com's report notes, and as do a number of other reports. And it brought thousands of protests across Pakistan. And since then, the Islamist world with the movement that now has gotten support from so-called mainstream organizations like the Council on American-Islamic Relations and the Islamic Circle of North America. Now, the support from Islamists in the United States is unconscionable. Unconscionable because, as I mentioned to the family member online, uh, uh, her sister, if you will, her sister had the temerity to, to note that her sister, Afia Siddiqui, had been wronged, that she was framed, and all these other uh, nonsense and that ultimately they are trying to, again, rob her of justice by connecting her to this crazed individual that decided to invade and hold hostage the Jewish community in Colleyville, Texas. She had the temerity to say this is how innocence is made to look guilty and why innocent Afia remains incarcerated. How many lives will these irresponsible journalists and agents of Satan destroy? Agents of Satan. The Jewish community was just attacked one day before this letter, and a letter sponsored 
by organizations and on a web page sponsored by organizations including global groups of Islamists like the Council on American Islamic Relations is basically saying that law enforcement and journalists are agents of Satan. Unfortunately, this rumor comes when our mother is seriously ill and on ventilatory support. We are grateful of all the prayers. I would like to add, she notes, that Afia's generate, uh, 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 Afia generates great support and emotional involvement because the suffering she has been through and continues to endure cannot be ignored. Our appeals to reason and avoidance of violence are being ignored as people lose faith in the efficacy of those means. Oh, so now it's not the terrorists that attack the Jewish community that's to blame, but her injustice is to blame for what comes after it. And then you wonder why the far left in their red-green axis with the Islamists work so closely together. How many riots did we see where violence was ignored across the United States? Because of social justice. And we ignored the violence and the looting and the robberies and the crimes that were done and the destruction of property and federal property because they had an excuse. That wasn't terrorism. That was speaking out for justice. And Afia was not a traitor. She was not an a enemy of America, a combatant. No, she was a framed poor little graduate from MIT. The evidence was never refuted. The case was never made. That somehow it was not factual. And the connections were there to be made. And she ends, her sister ends this letter yesterday that says, let us do our part and end the, end the cycle of pain and bloodshed. Oh, there it is again, the Hamas cycle of violence comment, where the Islamists simply dismiss with a moral equivalency their violence and their radicalism because it's a cycle of violence that somehow equates to the injustice that's done to their people and their representatives and their ambassadors, whether they are Tariq Mahana or Afia Siddiqui, Lady Al-Qaeda. And the case has been around for years. There isn't even an iota of evidence that says that somehow she was some sweet little religious American graduate and that wasn't connected to Al-Qaeda or anything. She was one of the most diabolical, diabolical terrorists that, that we thankfully arrested and brought her to justice because she's serving justice now and serving her time. And I think the reality now, as we look at the organizations that have coalesced to defend her, is that the media does not critique them. Let them stand behind her record. Let them stand behind the fact that, and and what amazes me is that on social media this past week, as this case unfolded, you saw in the first 24 to 48 hours more people concerned about Islamophobia, anti-Muslim sentiment, and white supremacism than the actual reality of the fact that this was a Jewish community that for a number of hours thought they would never see their loved ones again, thought that they were going to die. They were terrorized again at the head of the spear. And it shows that anti-Semitism is not only orders of magnitude more than it has been in the past that continues to increase, but we are not, we are not dealing with the root causes 
of radical Islamism. We are not dealing with the root causes of anti-Semitism like radical Islamism, like the ideologies that develop movements that support militants like Afia Siddiqui. The same guy that spoke on behalf of Afia Siddiqui two months ago, Omar Sulaiman, was speaking on behalf of the American Muslim community in the U.S. Congress, giving a prayer uh, chosen by Nancy Pelosi. I kid you not. Omar Sulaiman from Texas was chosen by the Democratic Party to give a prayer in our halls of Congress. And now he, a few months ago, gave a speech defending Afia Siddiqui as being incorrectly imprisoned and framed. And then other speakers from CARE and others said that she was their Statue of Liberty. A terrorist, militant enemy of the United States was described as their Statue of Liberty. And then you wonder why these acts of terror happen and who's radicalizing individuals like Malik? He's probably, I don't know if he's Afghani or Pakistani origin, but radicalized in Britain apparently by this global movement. Will there be any accountability of how they demonize American justice system, how they demonize the American soldiers, the American FBI, and they demonize what our role really was in Afghanistan. This same group that wanted us to provide aid and stay in Afghanistan is saying that those same soldiers committed acts of terror in arresting and bringing this lady Al-Qaeda to justice. It's absurd and it would be something for fiction books if it wasn't what we saw unfolding before our eyes over the last few days. And the connections of her family members and the Islamist groups, it's all going un, undis, not discussed. As Steve Emerson notes in, in a report just a few days ago, on several occasions, both the, uh, the, I'm sorry, the court record and Sadiqi's family connections have gone unmentioned during the recent events advocating for her cause in the past few months. So too has the way terrorist groups see her as a superstar. ISIS, Al-Qaeda, they see her as a superstar. This is not somebody wrongly, unjustly accused. On several occasions, the Taliban and the Islamic State have asked for either the release or extradition of Siddiqui in exchange for U.S. captives. Joe Casper, Deputy Chief of Staff to then U.S. Republican Representative Duncan Hunter told the LA Times in 2014, Casper, the story said, had access to communications with the militant networks. ISIS, for example, made separate offers to free hostages James Foley and Kayla Mueller in exchange for Siddiqui. The Taliban has also reportedly offered prisoner swaps to free Siddiqui. Both hostages were murdered. The third terrorist group, Jabhat al-Nusra, trained an Ohio resident named Abdurrahman Sheikh Mohammed to plot a terrorist attack in a Texas penitentiary where Siddiqui is serving her sentence as the Project on Extremism, Program on Extremism, George Washington University noted in 2018 report. So if they were taking, if this guy was taking hostages at the synagogue in Colleyville, looks like he was, might have been, now we don't know, this is all conjecture, but was he planning for a swap? Radicalized by the information put out by all these Islamist organizations? 
at an October rally in New York three months ago, sponsored by more than a dozen groups, including the Afia Foundation, CARE, American Muslims for Palestine, the Muslim American Society, all Muslim Brotherhood legacy groups in America. Speakers claimed that her arrest and conviction were actually part of a war waged on Islam. Rewind to my last podcast about the Islamophobia post at the State Department. That post then would then start endorsing the radical activities of these organizations trying to free our enemies, our combatants that we defeated on the battlefield and put them to serve their time. They would want that released. And is it any coincidence, it's not a coincidence, that the head of the spear is the Jewish community? That they are targeted by these lapses and complete avoidance of the reality of the diagnosis, which is theocratic Islamism. So until we treat the separatism and the anti-Americanism and anti-liberty of radical Islamism, we're going to continue to see these incidents. And each one teaches us more. And you can continue to push it under the carpet if you want. Uh, uh, take a look at the speeches online that they gave in support of Afia Siddiqui. This case is old, but they are looking for causes to continue to coalesce the Islamist movements around their penchant to hate America, to hate freedom, and to install into place political Islamic states and Islamic states. So, who participated? Not only the organization I just listed, Linda Sarsour, part of Empower Change, shows you that Empower, Empower is a radical organization with, with uh, a desire to support the Islamist movements. Anyone that supports the release of Afia Siddiqui should be labeled, at least for common sense in our culture, a radical organization that is anti-American and not part of the mainstream American public groups and ideology, and clearly feeding anti-Semitism and feeding a separatism that is incompatible with Americanism. And as Emerson reminds us, CARE doubled down, one of the organizations there, in defending its San Francisco chapter leader, Zahra Ballou, after she gave a speech in November urging an audience to pay attention to just about all the facets of the American Jewish community. The polite Zionists, as she called them, are still their enemies, she said. They are not your friends, she said. They will not be there for you when you need them, she said. They will take your friendship and throw your Palestinian brothers and sisters under the bus, Baloo said. And then you wonder why this individual flies here from Britain to try to make a scene in order to free Afia Siddiqui when Kara is trying to free radical Islamists, Afia Siddiqui, that attack the Jewish community. Please put the pieces together. This is not a puzzle. It's obvious what's happening. And we're at risk. The jihadists are growing. They're now in synergy with some of the identity movements on the far left. And we must expose it through free speech, through a desire to come to the truth and have a genuine conversation about what is Islam and what is Islamism. What is justice and what is righteousness. What is freedom, what is liberty, and what is truth. This is yours truly, Zudi Jasser, on Reform This. As more news comes out, I will return to give you an update on this case and more from the front lines of reform on Reform This. 
Perform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.